thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. This is Up for a Chat with Cindy O'Mara, Karen Smith, and Kim Morrison. Here we are, Up for a Chat, about the hottest topics that are important to you, inspiring you to awaken the change within. I'm Karen Smith. I'm Kim Morrison. And I'm Cindy O'Meara. And welcome, because today's a super special podcast. We've got somebody who's joining us today who is a dear, dear, dear friend of all of ours, and I just want to say she's incredibly spoiled. (laughs) She is a bigger tart and brat than us. Well, well, let's just say me, because out of the two of you, you're not really spoilt brats. You two? No, quite earthy. Mm-hmm. Me? Brat. Absolute brat. Princess. Did she just admit that? Mm-hmm, I did. did. I did. did. I did. did. Because it's true. Okay, it is. It is. But we've got Kathy. That'd be Kathy with a K. Ledger with an L. No, that'd be Kathy with a C. Oh, it's Kathy with a C. I just thought you wrote it with a K. Yeah, I know. Oh, my goodness. And I know Kathy with a C is to be C. Anywho, so Kathy, and I want to tell you guys how I know Kathy. I Kathy is one of um, Intimo Lingerie's most extraordinary consultants. Um, and she has an amazing following of people who she supplies Intimo Lingerie to. And I, honestly, she's just, she's absolutely incredible in terms of her ability to relate to people and mm-hmm. understand what's important to women. And, you know, for us to feel good about ourselves, it was one of the things that really drew me to Kathy. And funny, funny. She's even funnier than me, I think. <laughs> and I think that there in itself oh is a tall Did yes. you hear what she just admitted? I said it. Mm-hmm. It's out there. Mm-hmm. She could be funnier than me. Oh. And I think she's actually a bigger brat than me. She's sporting a three-carat ring. Mm. Three and a half. 3.1. <laughs> 3.1. <laughs> Yeah, okay, so she takes the cake. She's funnier, and she's a bigger brat than me, and she knows all about bums and boobs. I give in. And do you see your nails? And the jewellery? I have been admiring the jewellery. Mm-hmm. Glittering, mm-hmm. dripping in gold. So maybe she is more of a princess than Look, you. I think she might mm-hmm. be. I will hand over the crown. I shall. Oh. Miss Cathy Ledger, you win. Thank you, Karen. I do wear crowns very well. She wears crowns well. broad shoulders and a broad head. (laughs) And we love you to bits. So how did you meet Kathy? Well, I spoke on stage, didn't I? You did. For Intimo. Um, I've spoken for the Intimo conferences quite a number of times. Mm -hmm. And we love you. And how long ago was that that I met with you? Oh, gosh. Was that on the Gold Coast? Yes. Maybe four, five. Oh, wow. That was a while ago, wasn't it? Mm. And Kathy came up and... Then we, I think we established somewhere through the conversation that the link was Cindy. Cindy. And you said something about Cindy and then my ears prick up because I've been friends with Cindy for 25 years. And I'm like, that's <laughs> my friend. How do you know my friend? <laughs> if you're one of her friends, you can be one of my friends. And it was almost instant, wasn't it? We yeah. were like family yeah, straight yeah, yeah. away. And I think we forgot that we actually had another 100 people in the room. Yeah, it was like, <laughs> just you and I. Like, just us, just and I was like, oh, that's right. We're meant to notice the other 99 consultants in the room. (laughs) Hold the line. And then I got very excited knowing that you knew Kimmy, my other favourite woman in the world. So, Tart. Tart, but, but... But, yeah, actually, I wouldn't call you a tart. Thank you, Kathy. Yeah, no, you can. You can call 40, her a tart. We all we've do. We've had nearly 50 shows on here, and these two call me a tart. Actually, oh, I wouldn't. Thank you. I think you're a very oh, stylish, no. stunning, skanky, $2 cracker. <laughs> you are so going to get slapped. I love it. Wait till you're off. So how did you meet Kim then? 
I met Kim, I think, through you. Through me, was it? I think it was a lingerie party and mm. I think I put one of our really, really comfy everyday bras on her and then... She is the funniest person when it comes to oh, putting you know, on a bra. Like, Come here, Kimmy, give me those boobies. Oh. And, and yeah, oh, the men... I reckon you've seen more breasts on the Sunshine Coast than any plastic surgeon. Oh, I have referred Definitely. most of the women on Sunshine Coast to the plastic the surgeon. <laughs> Couple without saying their names and giving them any further um, any any further business, oh, but I was going to go and say, you know, I really think you owe me a kickback because I yeah, you should say, have an affiliate program going. Well, because they'd, they'd say one name, and I'd say, oh God, no, don't go there. He has a you know problem with oversized breasts. No, go here. So yeah, definitely, I have. You know, I love working with women and helping them with that because I love seeing girls. You know, come from a low self-esteem to, you know... Perky up. tits. Yeah, perky tits. <laughs> well, because, you know, being a whole five foot zero, yes. I think I'm actually in even denial with that, but let's, let's leave that. <laughs> if you lift your breasts high, it lengthens the body. So if I can help any of those little shorties out there look taller, I, you know, mm. it's my passion. Yeah, because your breast should sit halfway between your elbow and your shoulder. Oh. So have a look, girls. Have a look. And if they're sitting any lower, go and get a fitting. Because see, now I've had a fitting. I've got my Intimo bra on. So and my Intimo undies, see? You are so oh, sexy, Cindy. Oh, you are all matching. You are all matching. No, she I'm not really dressed. showing my... <laughs> She is. She is. She just lifted up her dress, everybody. So we just saw her her bra around. He's got little little Very flowers gorgeous, and, aren't they? and matching so briefs, Karen, which yeah. I think is very important because my mother always told me you could get hit by a bus and pick up by an ambulance. And if you do not have matching underpants on, what are you going to do when the ambulance driver is really sexy and you are spewing? <laughs> Underpants on. <laughs> no, that's cool. a lesson in life. Fair call. Fair, Fair call. call. Lesson in life. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to be placing an order for undies when you before you go. I have Me a catalogue in the car. Oh, you do? Great. Oh, you do. Of a good businesswoman never leaves home without her catalogue. Catalogue. <laughs> oh, yeah. How cool! I so got the orange set the other day. Oh, sunburst. Love it. Very nice. Well, there's now a new red and white, but anyway, that's a whole other story. Okay, so, so. just make sure we get the catalogue before okay. before you go. Right. So that's how I met Karen. Kim, that's how I met Kimmy. And then I just loved her philosophies and tried all her beautiful products. And Cindy. Now that's a story. Yeah, that is a story. Now, I actually think you should tell that story Do from you? your side. Right. Well, my side is this. I actually <laughs> said this last night with our other friend and she was thinking it was really funny. So <laughs> I have, I did have 25 years ago, Three, no, two children, two children. And I started Mon's Playgroup with my eldest son, who's now 23, and he was maybe 18 months. And he is a spunk. Yes, oh, he's in Spain uh, at the I moment. Oh, he's actually Croatian. Oh, my gosh, he's gorgeous. I'll show you a photo, girls, mm-hmm. before the end of the segment, so you can give him a rating. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. Is he short? No, no, no. no, no, no he's no, very hot. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, mm-hmm. that's, so that's Travis. So Travis Ledger, born 1990, and I went off to Mon's Playgroup with Travis and Kelsey, and I met this lady there who I thought was lovely. I thought she was a bit weird. Which was a bit of a hippie. And I was Miss Weston and Miss Oshkosh. And, um, you know, and then we had Miss Cindy. And I thought, oh, I just like her. Anyway, so she, she does have hairy armpits. Yes, but, but no, I she like actually her. didn't. But she just still was, I thought she was quite hippie. And she had, you know, the all homemade stuff with the kids at Mons. And I still had, you know, the packet of. I don't know, well, I could pick up and still have my hair blow dried and my bling on and still look neat and my kids look perfect, but I didn't have time to bake. So um, <laughs> we were at Mon's Playgroup oh, doing goodness. what we do, no, doing love high it. maintenance always. I love it, I love but it. But I always have maintained myself because us girls can make our own money. We're, you know, we're mm. independent, mm. sassy chicks. So 
Hence, we're at playgroup, mucking around, doing all the things, and we just generated this beautiful mm. friendship. Um, I always had vaccination. Mm. Um, you know, a bit of a non-understanding of Cindy's philosophies re-non-immunisation. I was very much for immunisation. So I had a big fear thing going on about even my children mixing with Cindy's children because they weren't immunised. They're beautiful, gorgeous children as she is, and but that was my ignorance at that point. Fear. It was a fear, wasn't it? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It and I think it speaks to the fear that most mums most even mums have today. Have. Yeah. Absolutely. And so I was very much a Western medicine girl and um, really thought anyone who wasn't was so-called hippie. So anyway, our friendship developed and we went on and, you know, I would just wash us down after things. And, <laughs> Don't you love that um, she'd wash her down wash after she'd been with my kids? <laughs> Disinfect yeah, them. If they'd cough or anything, I'd be like, oh, Jesus, oh, my God, I've got a blood and my kids are going to get sick now, but I love her, so I just have to be friends with her anyway. And then I fell pregnant with my third child, and that was Regan Ledger. And when... And when was he born? He was born in 1996. 96, was it? Yeah. Mm. And gorgeous, full of life, beautiful little boy. And I remember I gave birth to him... Oh, one whatever day it was now, I can't remember. The next morning, Miss Cindy Sue was at the end of the bed and oh. she's like, oh, 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 I'm going to come and hold the baby. I was hot, breathless. I couldn't hold my breath. So I'm thinking, oh, my God, I don't want to be rude because I love her. But I wanted to say, can you wash your hands? Are the kids have their immunisation? Are any of them coughing? Oh, my God, I've got a newborn. Please don't. Me. And I was so over the top with care and, you know, I used to... I don't know how I didn't end up learning me. Anyway... But what was interesting is that as I approached the baby, as I approached Regan, because I love babies, Kathy stepped in between me and, and Regan and, and, and that was probably a really good thing to do because then I got, I got the message. I hadn't picked up on any other messages that she was upset with me touching the baby or anything like that because I, I didn't think of things like that, you know. I just... I knew that we were healthy and I knew that, you know, germs are good and, you know, that was my philosophy. But when you stepped in front of me, I got I got it and I was happy to just sit back and just have a chat then. But I, I remember that mm. very, very well. You were... Mm, she just stepped... And, you know, she was being the lioness. That's what she was being and that's what you do when you're a lioness and you're in fear for your baby's life. You step in front of it. Yeah, definitely. And I don't remember doing that, but because mm. we've had so many conversations yeah. <laughs> in the last 17 years about it, yeah, I, I know that. So, yeah, we we just um, went along our merry way and um, I believed what I believed and Cindy believed what she believed and we still had a fabulous friendship and our children played and we had a great time. And then on the 20th... 20... Always washed after they played. Always. <laughs> and <Antiseptic> washed. <laughs> Always. And I think even then she gave me the look about thinking what I was putting, that in, what was in those antiseptic mm. wipes or wiping, but we still loved each other. So yeah. it's great to have friendships. You can have different beliefs, but you still have respect and love, yeah. and so that's okay. But my one of my learnings, I so believe, like to be put on this planet was to go through the things that we went through and for us to be connected as friends. Because when Regan was 15 months old, just before that, there was, I actually, and this is media, which is interesting, because I know you girls talk about that, but it was, oh, I don't know, a Saturday morning on the Sunshine Coast, I opened the Sunshine Coast Daily, and in big, bold letters it said, um, measle outbreak, da-da-da-da-da-da-da, oh. fear, 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 fear. So I'm reading this, and I'm like, oh, my God, Regan's 15 months old, and he hasn't had his 12-month-old vaccination. 
God, oh, my God, I'm so naughty, you know. So I rang the doctors first thing Monday morning, booked him in. Anyway, I was, you know, I just had this feeling, that feeling you get that you just think, oh, my God, I just don't, I'm not sitting right. I just don't know why, but I'm just not sitting right. I had this. But didn't the other kids have chicken pox? No, not yet. Not yet, okay. So anyway, I went off Monday morning and, um, you know, so you have to get an idea he's, you know, very robust, oh, wasn't gotcha. he? Very was solid, <laughs> happy, full of life little boy. You know, to have this house turned upside down yeah. by all the books <laughs> off the shelf, you know, nothing. And we had his vaccination, everything normal, normal, normal. It was the school holidays, the September school holidays, September 21. Next day I thought, oh, my God, I've got to sleep in. This is so cool. He hasn't woken up. So Zach, Travis is six and Kelsey's three and they're running around the house and everything's normal. So I kept checking, checking, checking. It's not waking up. God, it's like 8.30. God, he says, that's not, that's weird. Anyway, so then, obviously, I walked in and um, he had died during the night. And oh my God. he was told it was, well, I had no idea what what it was. So I was just screaming and running around the house and calling ambulances and calling my husband to come home from work because he was gone. And, you know, it was just all hell broke loose. And that was the beginning of my education on... Um, Drug companies, propaganda, doctors, and so had he been vaccinated the day before? Yeah, that... twelve hours or thirteen hours before, because it was that afternoon, and then the next morning he was gone. And, and he died um, during the night, like yeah, quite, you know, oh, because he was, you know, he'd been gone a while when I found him. So then, you know, you go through the whole, you know, the police come and treat you like a criminal. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me, a criminal coroner. And... Oh, coroners, and you know, you're up in their boss. It's just. I don't know. I don't think... I would never wish that anyone ever lived through it. So, yeah, so one day, you know, as you know, your life's completely normal and one day it's hell. So then it was pretty much um, me. I just had this gut feeling it was a vaccination. I always knew it was. On Regan's death certificate, it was actually pronounced it was SIDS, sudden infant death syndrome. But sudden infant Mm. death syndrome is unexplained death because they don't want to put on there Mm. and scare everybody you know, about vaccination. I never had for one doubt in my mind the minute I found him that it was not that vaccination. It was my truth. Always has been my truth. Always will be my truth. And I, you know, tried to do lots of things with the help of Cindy. You know, I found out lots and lots of information. We had Vera Shrine to come out. I went to the doctors the next day. The GP had to was called down, you know, to pronounce everything. And I was remember screaming at him saying it was the vaccination, wasn't it? And he just couldn't look at me, wouldn't look at me, wouldn't take any of my phone calls from that day. Um, Cindy wow. and I, remember? Wow. No, he wouldn't. He just, everyone, the Sunshine Coast went, because I was a fairly you know, well-known mom and business girl on the coast. So, you know, obviously the word just spread. And and I think it created an awful lot of fear for a lot of mothers that that could be me, that could have been me so mm. easily. So it was a massive journey. And through that, you know, for maybe a few years I did the why me, God, this is so crap, I was such a good mother and how could this happen to me? But I think all the things that sometimes happen to us mould us definitely because if we don't have these yucky things we're not who we are at the end so it's been a great you know a great journey in the end because I've learnt an awful lot about myself an awful lot about drug companies an awful lot about vaccination 
you know, I just follow my own truth now. I'm not told what I should think and what I... And I, you know, just spoke last week at a school in Tasmania, two girls, um, about all different things on vaccinations, and it was about the cervical... Um, oh, the drug, HPV, you know? yeah. And, I, you know, if all I ever do is make people question, because my job is not to say do not vaccinate, mm. but my feel from my experience, I would just like to get people to question mm. what they're doing and not feel railroaded by Western medicine and what you should and shouldn't do and be made feel so guilty if you don't because it really, really, really is Russian roulette. I, I just don't know that because we're taught so much that you need to do it, you need to do it, you need to do it, we all do it because we're sheep and it was like so many topics that you probably talked about. If you don't know, you don't know. Mm. And so I really had to, you know, get over my own guilt with that why did I do that? I had a bad feeling about that morning. Why did I do it? I'm his mother. I was meant to keep him safe. You know, all those emotions. Kathy, what did it do for you in relation to Cindy after that? Like, how did you Oh, well, she's then... the first person I wanted to speak to because mm. I was so sorry for what I'd thought of her. I mean, I never thought of her awfully. Mm. I just didn't believe in her beliefs, mm. you know, and I thought... I probably actually thought that women, mothers, were irresponsible for not immunising their children. Mm. You know, and so then I thought, well, well done to you for having enough guts to go against the grain, you know, to go against what most people say you should do. Um, but what I, I find interesting, Cathy, is that, you know, you got pregnant soon after uh, Regan died um, and you rang me and you said, you know something and I need to know it because I'm not going through this again. It's, it just, it, it just wow. resonates in my head. So I said, right, so that's when we got um, a speaker up mm. and you got 100... Kathy got 175 people. It was about that many. Yeah, really At the RSL, too. wasn't it? Yeah. 175 people to come and listen to this speaker who was a medical researcher for vaccines and realised that SIDS um, was actually creating... was being created as a result of some of the chemicals so she then reversed completely you know she she was for um vaccines and then she did went the other way and so we got her up and um kathy got all the information she needed so that when her next baby was born mm. it was very different wasn't it oh extremely different and you know and and the other people who i'd like you know mark possels mm. chiropractor on sunshine Coast, was divine i love that man and um it was, you know, one thing that really resonated with me, my paediatrician when I had Zach. So I fell pregnant that week, which is bizarre. I don't even Very remember bizarre. having intercourse, to tell you the truth. <laughs> and I think I did it, did we, it was like a can I feel anything moment, you know, like clinging to each other to try to get through the grief. It was once and I fell pregnant and my obstetrician said, this is a gift from God, this baby and you, because to get pregnant yeah, within yeah. six within days grief. of the death yeah. of your baby with your amazing. body should be in lockdown and shock and all these other things is like a... And I didn't really want, you know, I yeah. really wasn't up for another baby. Anyway, I think it definitely saved me because it gave me something positive to focus on. And I spoke to my paediatrician and I said, can you... Because he said, what are we going to do this time? And I said, can you... This was the cruncher. Can you promise me if you vaccinate my next child, that nothing would happen. Are you that sure as a medical doctor that you can say there is no link to what happened to me? And he said, no, Cathy, I can't. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. wow. And I said, well, 
I can't risk this ever again because this nearly put me in the loony bin. So I just then, I, don't, I changed my whole thought process. Everything in our life changed, you know, no medicines of any type, you know, Panadols, where you're dehydrated, have water. Um, all sorts of different things were just changed from that, um, from that moment. So I think it's definitely education. It's mm. just education and knowing and it's ignorance and I certainly, you know, was one of them. But I, th- I think what doesn't kill you makes you stronger, definitely. And um, it was, for some reason, my journey. Mm. And, you know. And the difference between um, your children with oh, regards yes. to their health... I think I think that's really significant. I'm, I'm, I'm interested to hear about that. Like, what's mm. the difference, Zach? Well, it's interesting, and because and I've skipped a bit there, but <clears> when um, when after Regan died, I was like five days or something after that. It was I can't remember the exact days, but it was pretty close. Travis, who was six, Kelsey was three, came out in chickenpox. So I believe for myself what happened. Regan also was probably had an underlying, mm-hmm. was going to come down with chickenpox. Then his little body had this needle injection of three other diseases and it was too much for his little immune system, which, um, mm-hmm. which killed him. So you know, that's the problem. You don't know when one of your children is going to get something when they present completely healthy. So that's why I call it Russian roulette. Mm. You just you just don't know. And now I know the, how the body works and how amazing our bodies are and how we are meant to get these diseases that we all had as children. And look at us all sitting here, I have to say, mid-40s looking freaking sensational. <laughs> um, so, you know, I do think that we are putting so many foreign things into our bodies and we are getting so many different diseases in young people. It's frightening. And now I can look at Travis and Kelsey and I look at Zach and Travis is actually fine, I have to say. His immune system, he is good. But that's, again, you don't know what body's going to work with it and what body isn't. Kelsey, when she was 12 months old and she had her 12-month vaccination, she ended up in Royal Sydney and no-one knew why. Massive temperatures, convulsing, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, we nearly lost her a couple of times, so it didn't resonate with me that it would have been vaccination. And the day we were booking out of hospital that she was finally, we got the, um, the temperatures under control, she came out in this rash all over her body. And the doctor, it was measles. And since... And I said, but she's been vaccinated against measles. How can it be measles? Oh, well, you know, sometimes... Oh, yeah, right. So sometimes Western medicine doesn't work. Oh, my God, that's a shock. So, you know, I just... And then I found out that what she had was atypical measles, which is an immune disorder because she'd already been injected with the the disease and then her body, little body, had to fight it again. Her immune system has never really been great. She's 20 and fabulous and gorgeous, but always goes down like a ton of bricks. If you're sitting here with a vomit bug, Kelsey will get it. If you're sitting here with a cough, Kelsey will get it. Do you know, she's just always been a weaker little mm. body. Whereas Zach, I, I would count, he maybe has had one vomit bug in his life. I've had so many times over the years the schools ring me and say, because it's fear. Mm. Oh, my God, you have to come and get Zach. There's an outbreak of... And I say, fantastic, <laughs> throw him in with all those kids because he needs that disease. It helps build his immune system. They think I'm the biggest freak. But every oh, time... No, you're the biggest freak. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I took your title. Oh, <laughs> I, 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 
love it. Wow. I love the Batnova. Oh, I'm just, I'm sure I have that name well and truly covered. But he has still never got anything. So to this day, he's you know going on 16 and six foot one and sprightly and fabulous and saved my life. Love him to death. But he, yeah, he doesn't get if he gets a cold. It's a tiny sniffle. He doesn't. He doesn't get a vomit. He's never had measles, mumps, chickenpox. Like I wouldn't care. Never if he had got any them. of those. Never had one thing. Even though you throw him. I the throw him <laughs> in every situation because I want him to get them while he's younger. I, I, I think if his body should get diseases and learn to fight them, but I just can't make him catch them. So I, I don't know. But you know what, Kathy, is that I never wow. had measles. But when I got pregnant, I had a blood test, and it and on the blood test it said obviously vaccinated against measles. Yeah, right. So he may have the antibodies, but not have gotten the disease. Yeah, and, and everybody doesn't realise that no. that people can get antibodies without having the disease. Mm-hmm. So I've never had malaria, but I can't give blood anymore because I have the parasite from malaria. Or oh, well, the I don't. It's not the parasite anymore. I've got, Sounds and they like call it the okay. antibody, but it's a parasite. So I don't know how it can be an antibody. But anyway, they called it that on the piece of paper they gave me. Right. Um, but I've never had malaria, so he may have been exposed to these, and he may. It'd be worth just having a blood test to. Yeah, it'd be really yeah. interesting actually. Well, he so won't go near anything Western. <laughs> and even about five or six weeks ago at school in Tasmania, I've never heard of this vaccination, but it's um, a um, sexually transmitted disease vaccination. Oh, for the boys? For boys. It's HPV. It's exactly the same one as in the girls. Well, yeah. I didn't know anything about it. I didn't send letters about it, didn't know anything about it. Next minute, I get a phone call from the school that they're vaccinating it, and that goes to a private school in Tassie. And it's him um, going, Mum, you need to speak to them because they're coming, they're telling me to line up. And I said, there's no way you are injecting me in anything. And they're like, well, your mother hasn't filled it. And I said, well, I have. So and hence, you know, I went through this big la-la and he, of course, was taken out of that line. There was no way in hell they were going to inject him with anything. But I was so proud of him as a 15-year-old. Bless him for mm, calling yeah. you and saying, Mum. Yeah. 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 Like, he's like, no way. Because he's lived me he's, with yeah. passion, you know, mm. against doctors. We've had, I've had, even that night with Cindy, we asked all these doctors to come and speak. They said they would. And the night of the forum at that RSL, not one turned up. And, you know, the doctor <gasps> that vaccinated Regan, no. I called him because he wouldn't take your phone number calls. So I called him and I said um, who I was. And I said, I'm a really good friend of Kathy ledgers and she would really like you to come to this talk by Dr Vera Schreibner um, at the RSL. Uh, would you be available? And immediately he said, you can't prove the vaccine killed Regan. I said, I didn't say that. I just want you to come and hear another side. That's all. And he didn't come, did he? No. He didn't come. And we had three lined up that night mm. and um, they were coming and then they didn't even have enough decency, which I thought was really sad, to even inform us that they that they weren't coming. But, um, you know, it's interesting because of just what we're told through our thought processes. And after that day, three weeks ago at school, Zach, all the kids started, you know, giving him grief, oh, really? saying, oh my god him. you're a weirdo, you're going to get us all sick and, um, and he But it's a sexually transmitted disease injection. Yeah. Yes. And because he said, I have never been vaccinated. And so they oh, said, right. Oh, okay. oh, right, so you're going to give us... And Zach, you know, one of the teachers who is lovely, rings me and she goes, you would have been so proud of your son. He stood up and he said, 
fear and non-information is a terrible thing. Oh, good on. So when all of you research what you've actually injected into your own bodies, get back to me. And until then, you know, keep your opinions to yourself. Ooh. Because for me, I, it's my truth. Love that. And, and uh, when he came Tish. home... Hey. Yeah. I was like, good on you, Zach. And he's like, yeah, because, you know, I know, Mum. I... And, and do you know that this, this vaccine, Australia is the testing ground? 360,000 boys will be vaccinated as a test for this drug. See, we are the knew. testing ground. Yeah, yeah, we're the testing ground for the HPV. It's just... Frightening. It is frightening. Very frightening. And um, do you think... Um, this is a bit rabbit hole-ish. <laughs> that's okay, darling. So I'm just, rabbit hole me away. That's because I'm sitting quite close to the rabbit hole queen. Right. Mm. Um, do you think when you were pregnant with Zach, your thoughts your intention around his birth and all the things you would have learnt during that time, is there a possibility that with that, those thoughts, that intention, that that was also a contributor to his amazing immune system and, um, and preparing him for what this world was going to be for him? Do you think, you know, were yeah. you, po- like my question to you probably is, were you positive while you were pregnant with him? Like, I can't imagine dealing with such grief. Mm. I was probably, I wouldn't say I was positive, I was scared. Mm. I was really scared because I thought, oh, my God, how am I actually going to do it? And it took me, I think, three times of leaving hospital when I was meant to leave that I just melted down and said, I can't go home because I was like, I can't take this baby home. I can't do this again, you know. So positive, probably not. Mm, more worldly, more, more information, yes, but still drawn because my... The, uh, the ex-husband, what do I call it? Ex-husband? Yeah. At that point the father said of your some, three children? Yeah. Said Four. something to me which really did upset me. He said, let it be on your head, this decision. Oh, jeez. So to me, oh, it was like, shivers. You know, this <laughs> needs, you know, if I'm making the wrong decision here, I'm costing someone else their life. So That's unbearable. Mm. So I was like, oh, my God. So positive, no... It, no. But you hadn't I, got to lioness stage. Or you weren't back no, at being a lioness. No, but, uh, you know, it's a really weird time in my life. Mm. I actually don't remember bits of it because I think I was on survival mode and Zach slept on my chest for the first year, didn't put him in a cot, and for the next two years he slept in our bed between us. So he never went into his own bed, which was a nightmare, trying to get a four-year-old out of our bed. But, <laughs> you know, you do what you have to do to get through what you have to get through, exactly. you know. Do you know, there's something really powerful that you've just said there, and I don't even know if you've realised it, but when, um, when you went through what you went through, the normal you that's sitting here today is not the you that was there at that time. Mm-mm. No, God, no. And... That part of ourselves, we've all got it, Mm. that part of ourselves that is almost, it's it's almost, oh gosh, and how do I even say this without going down a rabbit hole? It's almost as if the normal us, the day-to-day us, gets out of the way, and then there's a part of us that's connected to a far greater resource. There's, There's a part of us that knows stuff, that acts innately, and it's that part of you that becomes present. So when you made the decision, 
that you weren't going to get vaccinated and you made the decision that he would sleep on your chest and you made the decision that he would sleep on the bed. God help, I could just imagine it, God help anybody who actually tried to take that away. Oh, yeah. Because innately you knew what you needed to do. Exactly what was necessary for your own self-preservation and for Mm. the preservation of your child. You knew. And there's a part of us that is always connected to our highest intelligence. And that's the part that breathes you, beats your heart, blinks your eyes, bakes a baby and blooms a rose. That part of you Mm. is always connected to the higher intelligence. But the tragedy that we have is that in those moments, that's who we become. In those moments, we are connected to our highest intelligence. But it doesn't last forever. We land up getting distracted with day-to-day life again. We We land up getting back to normal again. And then we get caught up in the distraction of life again and we're not functioning out of that innate part of us that's always connected to a higher resource yeah so it's in that time actually that you were probably your most lucid your most clear your most collected your most informed even though you don't know where the answers were coming from and even though you don't know where your your uh power came from or your inner strength came from you may not know where it came from but it came from somewhere and it came from the greatest part of yourself that's connected to that mm. innate intelligence. I think mm. that that mm. it is so true what you said in in sometimes in understandings because that was, which is maybe a little bit off what you, but a little bit I think connected to what you said as well because yeah. for some reason I had a massive fear of got death before this happened and I always wonder so another fear that came to me was oh my god did I make this happen oh my god was this a fear did I did I manifest a fear because I remember... No, you just knew it was I coming. I just knew. I yeah. knew. I used to come... When I she came was. Home, she was, was amazing with yeah, Regan. I was... Yeah. With Travis, who, who is my firstborn, Kelsey's second, I remember, and Mum and I have had this conversation, I'd be sitting there holding them as newborns on the couch, you know, come out of hospital and you just love them, you just want to mm. smell, smell them, kiss them, squeeze them, couple them down. And Mum said, I remember tears just streaming down your face and I'd look at you and go, what's the matter? And, and, I, and I forgot, but when she said it, I sort of remembered. And I'd go, oh, my God, I'm so scared something's going to happen. I just have this fear, this fear. Shit, why would this fear go away? And when they, you know, when they won or something, then I would, I would lose that fear. But in one way, I think, is that every mother's fear? No. Is it that I do have exactly what you said? Because I get these six senses just like the day the vaccination happened. Mm. And I think as women, we really need to listen yeah. to our own self because we are self we know don't we so and i i reckon with regan you were um far more protective i i don't know i didn't see you you know with your first two but i used to watch you with regan you were very protective of him and always worried about him and concerned about him maybe you did have Mm. some intuition and um and what honey what? She was she totally did. worried about him. When you noticed oh, it, because you of were me. there. Because <laughs> <laughs> you were my oh, it was me that was the problem. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, oh, yeah. and it, and I'm I'm sure that I'll be blamed for the death of your child because I didn't vaccinate and they were exposed to me. My, me. Well, that's that's where some people oh, some go people will them. go there. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Some people oh, will go there. Oh my god, that's so ridiculous. Kathy, do you know? 
I, cho- I chose vaccination for my children because I didn't know any better. Absolutely. I was very scared about it, so they got them a lot later than yeah. what they should have had them, and even that made me feel scared the way the doctors would say, my gosh, you better get her and him vaccinated, you've got to do this, yeah. you know, that. And I kept thinking, their little body, how can you inject a six-week-old baby? Like, or now even newborn, when oh, they really try to give them the vitamin K. Oh, yeah, yeah. Birth. Oh, yeah. Or they give them K, and then they give them hep B within 24 hours. Because hey, the, the newborn needs hep B. Yeah, because they're going to have because they're going to you know have a problem. Yeah. So, so but, bad. But hey. what I'm saying is, um, we chose then from there on. Like when meningitis vaccinations came along, and and yeah. I was becoming more and more educated, and just decided I did not want to do this anymore. So my children were one of very few that weren't edu- uh, educated, weren't um, vaccinated at school. Just recently, they've had the H HPV virus and vaccination at school and Taylor is one of four girls out of I would imagine there's 200 girls in in her year she was one of four that didn't have it so there's still a massive um Mm. fear there is because it's non-education and and because you know what I think it is I really believe that society general society makes parents mothers especially feel like you're doing an injustice to your child to not get them vaccinated. And the community. Yes. You are and almost you know, Absolutely. And the other day on Sunrise, which I've actually sent an email to. and I'm I got waiting. a phone call. Oh, my God, I was so angry. Um, and I've emailed them and um, emailed them and emailed them, and I'm not actually going to go away, Sunrise. So I'm this, is our morning, this is a morning nationwide TV show. Just yes. in case anybody from Sunrise is listening, she's yes. not going anywhere. Not going anywhere. <laughs> Happy Ledger. Give me a call. <laughs> because... You know, the world has to hear two sides. We can't, you know, that's scary that we can be dominated by a government and have no voice. I think that's so scary. And in New South Wales, they came on and said that there's a new law coming in. And there was, you know, the panel of the three women who get up there. Yeah. The three of them, not one of them was had any... Um, Around pro-choice. No. no. And they said, hey, it's so exciting that in New South Wales, as of January, no jab, no play. So... That is the beginning of this um, tactic around Australia, which scares the hell out of me. Did you but- did you hear? Because we just went through a federal election, um, and the guy who was going to be who was contending, um, Kevin Rudd, he had a policy that he said if he was if he was elected as president, that uh, sorry, prime minister, that um, any child who wasn't vaccinated their parents would lose the family allowance. And that's what they tried to say to me as well, Karen, which is real. And a lot of people do believe that's true. Maybe that would have been if he was elected. But until yeah. then, they'd still like people to, to think that. But it, it's actually false. I had to do a letter to say I was a conscientious objector um, and therefore I had an Australian right to my yeah. own choice. Yeah. So then they couldn't do all that. But I had to go through that process. But a lot of people actually don't know that the process is... At the moment in Australia, that they cannot change any Centrelink payment of any type. Right. And maybe this is about to change, but that makes me more passionate about we need to start speaking about it. We need to challenge doctors. We need to challenge, you know, why why there's so many more rates of all the things that are happening. Mm. You know, actually, autism, diabetes. You know, it just goes on and on and on. And the money that drug companies are making. It's just, I think once we start the drug in the beginning of this newborn, it sets up a life of drug 
taking. Taking and need. Because then when does it stop? Well, it begins with, you know, just giving that baby vaccination. So you need to give that baby some Panadol now to, to control the fever. So, boom. And then, and then the, Drug one. the vaccinations, you have antibiotics in yeah. it. Yeah. So it just makes this little perfect, perfect body that is made all by a greater good. And we start doing things with it. I just, I don't think it should, you know, there should be the choice. People can do it if they want. That, that's the, the beauty of choice, isn't it? But mm. to have that choice taken away and for people to be then told no jab, no play, which in New South Wales as of January is in. That's scary. Mm. So, so what, what does that mean, no jab, no play? If you give so they can't, if they don't have a needle, if they're not vaccinated, they can't get into daycare centres, they can't get into public things that are run, you know, preschools, kindergartens, daycare centres. Well, what's supposed to happen to the kid? They That's get your problem because you've chosen not to vaccinate. So, so you've lost your whole right as a parent to mix in normal society due to the fact that if you don't jab, you don't play. And I think that is scary because that's one state. Where does it end? Mm. Well, who's the next state to jump on board? Wow. Can I, I just kind of want to put it, something but in perspective they here. They can't take choice away. I know, but that's... It's not a democratic society then, is it? It, it is. It's just ridiculous. It's about whether I choose to eat Kellogg's yeah. Ball Flakes versus eating, you know... Uh, what, an egg. Yeah, Organic. there you go, an egg. Organic yes. egg. That's what it is like to me. Or lettuce. But, but you know, um, I want to put this in perspective because we are pro-choice. We're not about... Anti-vaccination. No, and just not the choice. All. We just want the choice. And I look at people who don't live healthy lives. That they they eat the wrong foods. They're not interested in improving their health. They go with the flow. They they take the vaccination because they don't know any better. I kind of look at them and I go, well, that's your choice. But I'm a parent, that, and so is Kathy, who's made the decision that we will feed our, pe- our children the best that we can. We breastfed them. We try, you know, do the natural birth. We have done everything we possibly can so that these children's immune system is strong. And to then turn around and tell us that we have to put an injection into our children that has preservatives in it, has adjuncts in it that have aluminium, the preservative is mercury, that um, that it has an antibiotic in it. My children have never had an antibiotic. You know, they've got a gut that's as strong as anything because they haven't lost their their bacteria from the antibiotic. So, you know, they cannot guarantee us that if we do vaccinate, that our children will be perfectly healthy and there'll be no ramifications. They cannot guarantee that. No. And me as a parent who has made the decision to do the best I can for my children, I have the right to say, I'm sorry, guys, but I don't, I, I'm not I'm vaccinating my children. But I would like them to play with other children because mm. I don't have a problem with your children being vaccinated mm. um, and having atypical measles, as, you know, did Kelsey have after yeah. she was vaccinated. And now there's a measles outbreak. Note, the measles outbreak in Queensland at the moment, not, not, one is an unvaccinated child that is the measles outbreak. It's they're all vaccinated children because Absolutely. if it was a non-vaccinated child, we'd know about it. West, we, we would. would know. It would. So be my assumption lines. is is that every child that has measles yeah, at the moment right. has been vaccinated. Yeah, I agree. And this whole wow. herd immunity thing—that's what it's about—is this whole herd immunity thing. So it's parent against parent now, not doctor against parent. This is parent pitching against parent. So parents have this thing about herd immunity, but. They've heard it. They've gone. Well, you're you're not. You're just off our back. But herd immunity has nothing to do with vaccination. Herd immunity is a um, a, a terminology that was created 
um, back in the 1930s or 40s, I can't remember the exact date, where natural immunity, as long as 68% of people, I think it was 68% of people, had natural immunity against measles or mumps or polio or something like that, then everybody was protected. That's yeah. where it came from. It did never so sorry, come from. Because that's where some people who... I don't think the people listening to this will be feeling anything other than what we're all feeling and thinking, but they'll have people around them that will say, well, it's thanks to vaccinations that we don't have polio Yes, yeah, so that we wiped out all these old diseases. And that is a very, very common conversational backflash. You know, well, tell me how come... We don't have the black plague. Tell me how come we don't have polio. Tell me how come. And the reason, you know, we don't have polio is that if you have a look back in statistics, so they, let's just say, you know, we've got a a table and on that table um, it it starts in, I don't know, I, I, I can't tell you the exact ones, but let's just say it starts at 1920 with polio. And then you see polio may have been at the top of the axis and it starts to drop down. But if we go back to 1886, May, 1886, we may see that it was high and it's dropped right down in the axis. And then it's only been a small drop from 1920 when the polio vaccine was taken in. So it's about cherry picking um, where we're going to put the date. And if you want, if people want, they can actually go and see these tables. I have them on my website. Um, and you can go to Immunity, Why Not Keep It? It's, it's a book, an e-book that I've got. And it actually shows you these tables and it actually shows you back to the 1800s, not just 1920 or 1930. I can't remember when polio was introduced. Um, and this was a book that was written by Dr Lisa Lovett, uh, who happens to be my sister. Um, but she um, has actually shown you not the table from when polio vaccine started but before so when people say that to me it's just another meme it's another thing that they've heard so what about polio or what about herd immunity so when people are throwing this at you or throwing it at me I just go well do you actually know what herd immunity means do you actually know where polio was in the 1880s you know so it's we are educated And we are, we're educated, we know, and that's why we chose, or I chose not to vaccinate, is because of my education. I wasn't going to listen to propaganda. And the reason I was never vaccinated, and I'm 53, the reason I was never vaccinated is that my father was a pharmacist. And back in, I think, 1959. Are so helping on a being very um, aggressive. aggressive in their defence mm-hmm. of what they do, and secondly, um, actually feel like pro-choices are uneducated yes. nutters that have got no idea. Mm. Why do they? No, they think we're lazy. 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 Why would they say you're lazy? Because we don't go and get our children vaccinated, and and the fact that they're irresponsible. We're irresponsible, or we're lazy, um, and the fact that they've said no jab, no play, and no money. I go. No play and no money is going to make me vaccinate any of my children. They don't get where we stand. Yeah, if yeah. they're saying that, if you think that money is going to make a difference to me vaccinating and not mm. vaccinating my children, you don't know where I am standing and what, what my feelings yeah, are. Right. And if you think that no play is going to 
make me vaccinate my children. Mm. You, you got another thing coming. I will homeschool my children. Yeah. I will protect them. Oh, you'll but find what a happens to you know what I think with that, yeah. and and thank God we work for ourselves and we have that mm. choice. But what about those poor women mm. out there right, who have to go to work to keep their family afloat, who don't have the choice, who don't have family backup to mind the children? How is it fair, or, or, or how is it even just that those women? What do they do with their children when they have to go back to work, yeah. when they're not allowed to go into a normal centre? So if well, those, a whole lot of good pro point. choices good create do you know, daycare. I just yeah. Absolutely. I just think it's a really, really un- unjust thing to be making women, do, really forcing women to do this because otherwise where do they put their children when they but have like to work? Say, but like you say, they the money and the no play is not I was just about to say, you can say you could you join know, Kathy Ledger on 0403 129756. But that's not the point. It is freedom of choice and the country we live in. Don't you think this will give them, like you say, it's not going to stop them playing, it's not going to stop you, money's not going to make you change your mind. But don't you think then it's going to make another whole new movement where people actually start to create things like daycares for people that are... Well, wouldn't that be great, Kim? Not vaccinated. Because the choice always, and as Australians and as women all over the world, I think we all have to stand up for that choice because it's your choice to parent and mother... The how, way that how you, you choose, is, absolutely. Whether it is for vaccination or not, and, I don't. Uh, I don't think that. I mean, and I'm not a mother, so I'll probably speak, you know, ignorantly here. But for goodness' sake, I don't think that any damn government has the right mm. to determine the way that one human being lives their life and the way that a mother, because the mother knows better than any damn politician does. Mm. Nobody has the right to say, you will do this. I just want to do the big F-bomb and yeah. fingers in the air and say, yeah. go screw it. You know, like, mm. go jump off a bridge. Like, how dare anybody mm. dictate and think that that's an acceptable behaviour? Absolutely. It's only going to be an acceptable behaviour. If people sit and accept it. Correct. Yes. You know, and I, I, you know, will never sit and accept it. And that's why I'm a bit frustrated with Sunrise because I've emailed them and emailed them. But you know what? I'm getting no response. But you know didn't why? You, tell you, them? you, you won't. They, and you won't. Yeah. You will not get a response because the project blatantly. And the project for people who don't know um, is a a very different news program here in Australia that has four commentators um, and there's a lot of comedy in there. They blatantly. They had um, a lady on who um, I'm not. I don't. I don't like her tactics, but anyway, they had this lady on who basically was talking about, you know, these non-vaccinators and how dangerous they are to the community, et cetera, et cetera. After they'd interviewed her, they said, and we, we, we have made it a policy on the project that we will never have anybody on here that is against vaccination. Oh, wow. So here's, here's the media. I wish I had heard that. I so that was wish, on the project. That I was on the project. I never heard that. But you know, the role of a journalist is, is to, to get both sides. Everybody's have an opinion. And there, and there are two sides. That's the, that's the issue. But it's like this, this medical doctor that I'm having a running issue with at the moment. I asked her, can you guarantee me 100% that the vaccinations that are given to our 
our children a perfectly safe and there's not one issue with anything with, with children. Can you guarantee that? She hasn't written back and guaranteed that. That's that, that same question I yeah. asked the paediatrician. They, they can't. And he was actually lovely. He's a medic mm. on the Sunshine Coast and he was divine and very caring and he, he looked at me, I remember very clearly, took my hand and said, no, Cathy, I cannot guarantee you that Zach would be fine. That, that that's is, enough. That's, that's enough. enough, isn't it, really? So, again, it should be your choice. It doesn't mean it should be stopped. It doesn't mean, you know, we're not acting like, you know, hippies here saying, let's ban the bra, but... <laughs> oh, in, oh, God, God forbid! God, why would I say that? Where on earth did that come from? Well, I don't know where that came from. Right. Good, I can tell you. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, but, you know, it is all about choice. Do you know, this was not going to be a conversation on vaccination. This was just about your story. And I really wanted to talk really about you, Cathy, because I've watched you grow. You know, we've known each other forever. And I've just watched you grow so much. And your confidence, um, your business, you know, you're, you're just a mum at home. And you just went, I'm going to take life by the horns. I'm not going to lay down and I'm not going to let anybody, you know, tell me what I can do anymore. I'm going to get out there and I'm going to live life. And that's what I've watched you do since Regan. You know, he really... You know, it it hurt, but he gave you an amazing gift in more ways than... Absolutely, yeah. yeah. True. Definitely. Mm. So, like, we were having a conversation. We were at the pub. Having water. At a tavern. I was going to say, Cindy at a pub. Mm. We had a tavern yesterday, last night. On the water. Yeah, on the water. It was really nice. And Kathy does a lot of personal development with her. She has a huge network under you. Um, Heap of girls. No boys? No No, boys. I I did have um, two great gay guys come in and work under me in Sydney, but lots of women weren't comfortable with that. So... That didn't work, but it was fun working with them. Yeah, yeah but no, all girls. Oh, I could see that. Yeah. yeah. And you do a lot of personal development um, with them. And I'm trying to think what we were talking about last night, what you were talking about with them. But it, it's... it's. Um, I just think if you, stop grow- if you stop learning, you stop growing. And, and, you know, I started into my journey 15 years ago and it was my, my other passion. And watching women and empowering other women... Do you know, and also, you know, even though you do that, and I get, I still get warm and fuzzy watching girls go through the ranks. I, I sort of see the reflection of me. I think it's, for me, you know, I finished school in grade 10. I didn't have a university degree. I didn't have, you know, any of the things that you're meant to have to be able to make the big bucks. And one of my other best friends in Intimo, who's Tracy Rudich, um, she said to me, you know that we're in the top 10% of earning women in the country? And I'm like, wow. no, really? Oh, that's exciting. <laughs> um, but, I ne- you know, I never, ever did it for that. I just, but sometimes I go, oh, my God, I actually am really proud of myself because I'm just a mum who had four babies, started a business out of a little three-bedroom shack, you know, in Kiwana and, you know, turned it into a, you know, multi-million dollar business and you know nothing comes without hard work but everything can happen if you're passionate Mm. anything absolutely anything and yeah and I've um, had a wow of a time and I definitely have changed through the years Mm. and you know through doing Stephen Covey programs and being exposed to great speakers and listening to beautiful stories like yours Karen and you sort of sit there and go you know get up 
life gets hard and you get a bat around the head, but get up and make the most because you get one life and we should be so appreciative of the life we get. Mm. It's such a, you know, privilege to grow old. So you want to just keep going and making, you know, the best you can and never be average. And, and it was funny, my 20-year-old said to me, because I'm going back, I'm living in Tasmania at the moment, and I'm going home on Wednesday and Kelsey said, God, Mum... When you leave, I need like three days on the couch because I'm exhausted. I look at you and your life and I'm like, oh, my God, I'm so tired. And I, and I said, Kelsey, get up, girlfriend. You get one, one go at it and mm-hmm. you've got to make the most and the best of every day. And by the time you get into bed at night, go, yep, I did something great mm-hmm. today. Was today great? Pretty much. And there could have been two ways that you could have gone after um, Regan died. Yeah. And that would have been... You know, you could have become depressed, gone on antidepressants, yeah. um, marked your life on what had happened. But instead what you did and what I just uh, just adore about what you did, Kathy, is that you went the other way. You know, you just went, right, I'm off and I'm, I'm out there doing something and I'm not going to let it define my life. No. Even though it, oh, I think it changed you, it did, yeah. but it didn't define you in, in the end. No, and you know what's really interesting? Um, I I remember sitting there, you know, when I used to first walk into the school after Regan had died, I'd see all the mothers, we'd walk up the line and all the mothers would sort of move away from me. Oh. None of them wanted to come near me because they didn't oh. know how to act with me. They didn't know. Yeah. And two of my best friends, so-called best friends, as you know, you yeah. went through the journey with me, yeah. completely dropped me, didn't want to know about me. And that was heartbreaking because I needed them more than anything. So I, I, I thought one day, you know, Travis and Kelsey aren't going to be the siblings of the baby who died on Sunshine Coast. Mm. You know, it was just something that happened, but it wasn't going to define them. I wasn't going to be the poor mother. I wasn't going to be the needy, oh, poor you. And you know, I know, I do believe that he was here for a purpose. He made me stronger. Lots of awful things happened to, unfortunately, nearly all of us. And it is our choice, you know, how we, how we choose to make our life from that. Mm-hmm. And I think you really should see with every experience, you know, I had 15 months of the most perfect, funny, happy, beautiful little boy. So what can you, can't be sad about that. Mm. You can just... He was gorgeous. gorgeous. He was so can, full of life. Yeah. He, he, was, he was like this, um, almost the Michelin boy. Yeah. And he would just run up and down. And I, I just remember him running. That's yeah, all I remember him stopped. doing. And I think he was here for, you know, a quick time, yeah. not a long time, but yeah, a long yeah. time. <laughs> um, so, yeah, no, I do think that, you know, you have to try to be strong because lots of things in life don't quite go to plan Mm. but it's you know it's our mental strength and our ability to turn not so nice things into great things and I'm very lucky I found Intimo and I've developed a great business and I have beautiful friends and you know I do believe that you should do some personal development a couple of times a year I I believe because I think as soon as you stop growing um, well, this is why we do this podcast. It's a weekly thing. It's yeah, on for an hour. I think it's great. And it and we always have a discussion uh, about something. Very serious discussions. <laughs> we never laugh. We never lose the plot. We stay quite content. And we're actually very, very intellectual. Who is she talking about? It's real. Well, I don't actually know. Oh, who is that girl? Who I was just, that? I don't know. I'm usually the funny one, but I've been so serious today. Because it was sort of a bit of a serious topic. So if you ever want me to come back and talk about boobs and bums and like, have a much lighter, 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 or, 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 or masturbation. Well, well, how about the topic? 
just as before we started recording. Oh, yes. Masturbation. No. no. That was last no. week. Oh, that was last week. That was oh, last week. Karen has been known to say on this podcast, oh. she does not put anything in her mouth that she can't chew or swallow. Oh. 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 Kathy really actually is quite keen to do a podcast to show us all Stop how to get it, a 3.1 carat diamond ring. <laughs> that will take it. longer than an hour, girlfriend. <laughs> Oh, for goodness sake, it's going to take longer than an hour. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Not the process, the lesson, Karen. The lesson. Forget but you know about what? it. We could do an R-rated one. Why not? Oh, okay, listeners. I think that would be great Why because we, we do an R-rated one. Our experience. Because we'll just put explicit on it. Okay, I think it's time to end. <laughs> Karen, I think, I think she's excited. She doesn't want to end at all. She is like going, Karen, yes, yes, yes. Karen acts like a prude. But she's not. She's, she's probably one of those woman. wild things yeah. in, the, in yeah. the bedroom. She has mirrors on the ceiling. Yeah, yeah. I've been to her house. Yeah. <laughs> Kathy, that was a lie. I <laughs> <laughs> talks about those fluffy white little thing, slippers and things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. we know what else I is know fluffy. what else is fluffy. <laughs> yes, I think that is a great idea because there's so many women out there we need to help. We've been comfortable with sexuality. I, I actually. Oh, okay. I'm very comfortable. I'm actually. I'm. I'm actually with you guys. Yeah. I actually think we should do. You want to do an R-rated number? I don't Let's see why see not. The listeners tasteful, tasteful. Okay, okay here we go. That's a here we go. Idea. Here we go. Here we go. So we do have to bring this podcast to a close because we've had just such a fabulous time with Miss Kathy, with, with <laughs> Miss Kathy. But here's the thing: if you guys want to talk about all things boobs, bums, balls, and Whatever. Banguses. <laughs> get me back. Let's I'm get Kathy it. back. Let's get Kathy back. She can give us all lessons. Well, um, we could do the podcast from Tasmania. Oh, and we oh. are going to Tasmania, aren't we? We're going to the food festival, definitely. We're going to the food festival in Tasmania and, and staying Kathy's at Kathy's wedding. place. And Kathy's wedding. Mm. Hello, bring it on. <laughs> so, okay, so if you guys want to hear an R-rated, explicit podcast where we talk about all things off-limits... And we will make sure that we mark that explicit, explicit on the podcast. It will, it will be something clearly that printed. clearly printed that it is an explicit and it's an R-rated. And so, for those of you mums who listen with your daughters while you're cleaning your house or doing your cooking, that won't be one to listen to mm-hmm. with your kids. Mm-hmm. Although your daughter might want great to one to listen to with your husband, though, because I think sharing and being open is, is caring. A, is caring, caring. <laughs> on a whole new level. So we want to hear from you on our Facebook page. So go to our Facebook page and all you have to do, you don't have to get explicit. You can just write a yip or a nup. <laughs> there we go. That lets everybody off the hook. So go to our Facebook page, all the W's, dot facebook.com forward slash up for a chat. Or you can also post your comments on the wellness couch forward slash up for a chat as well. So, Kathy, it's been such a treat to share this podcast mm. with you. Thank you so much for coming mm. and hanging out with us for an hour. It's been absolutely wonderful. We just My love pleasure. you to absolute pieces. I love you too. You are a beautiful, beautiful soul, and there's such a powerful reason why you've experienced the things that you've experienced, and you will change the world and create a ripple effect every day that you're alive and breathing. Mm. So, you. you know... There's a lot to be grateful for, and I'm certainly grateful for having you in my life, and I know that these two tarts are too. Thank you, Our boobs have never looked better. You are looking very pretty, but let's bring them over here. (laughs) (laughs) All right, you guys, hope you've enjoyed this podcast, and um, we hope you've enjoyed meeting one of our very, very dear and very special friends, Kathy Ledger. That's Kathy with a C, Ledger with an L, into Mo. (laughs) (laughs) Now join us here next week on Up For A Chat and be part of the ripple effect that's changing the world. We'll see you on the ride. 
This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.